Hello and welcome to the podcast. You're listening to Be Uncluttered. I'm Tara Tuttle and with me is Rebecca Mazzino and together we're going to help you on your journey to a life free of clutter. Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome to 2020 and welcome to the first episode of 2020. We are going to be talking about something that really lights Tara up and she spends a lot of time doing with her clients. So this is kind of a Tara episode where I'll be putting in my little two cents, sometimes my opposing two cents, sometimes my agreeable two cents. Uh, but mostly this is going to be Tara helping us figure out how we are going to set some goals for 2020 and kick some goals, right? That's it. I, I don't get quite as excited about this as I do about Christmas, but it's up there. <laughs> it's It's definitely up there. Um, I think I end up doing a lot of goal setting with clients. Um, it's something that's pretty key to life coaching. So it's something that I, yeah, I definitely say I'm passionate about it, but also I feel like I have some good insight now into effective goal setting. So mm-hmm. I'm going to share some of those tips and tricks with you. So if you're thinking it's a new year, it's a new decade, and I've got some big dreams that I want to turn into reality, hopefully today we can help you turn them into tangible goals and start you on the path to achieving them. Okay, so when you deal with clients who need to set goals, uh, do you have a particular method that you use? Depends on the client, depends on what we're trying to achieve. Sometimes with clients I will go through the process of reverse engineering it. So if people find it really hard to think about what they want to achieve this year or in the next six months, sometimes we'll go, okay, scrap that, let's go big picture. Where do you want to be in 10 years? What do you want your life to look like? Where will you be living? What will you be doing? How will you be feeling? What does your day look like? You know, and we kind of Mm. plot that and then go, right, okay, so if that's where you want to be in 10 years and that's what you want your life to look like, what do you need to be doing in five years that is halfway to that, that's on the path to that? And then we bring it back. So then you set goals for the 10-year mark, the five-year mark, and then you bring it back and go, right, what do you need to do this year? What's your goal for this year to get you on that journey? on the path to oh, yeah. hitting that five and ten year mark. And once you get those those things to align, it's it, it's really good. It's much more I guess it gives it a level of clarity to people because sometimes when there are big goals, if people want to um, start a business and I, I'll use that as the example today, you know, you think, well what can I do today or what can I do in this six months to be on the path to having my own business in 10 years' time. The thing, and you kind of get a bit demotivated because it seems like such a big thing to achieve that you can't kind of see how your daily tasks might, you know, influence that or get you closer to that. So when you know that that is the goal, that is the light at the end of the tunnel and you just need to keep taking steps towards that, it can be really um, motivating, I guess, to know what kind of markers you're aiming to hit at the one, five and ten year mark, break it all down into small little bite-sized chunks so that you, you know, you feel like you're on track. That whole method really appeals to my personality because I am not a detail-orientated person and everybody knows that. In fact, as an example, yesterday Mick and Ethan were in the pool and I was sitting beside the pool sniffing into my tissues because I have a cold, which is really 
weird on a 42 degree day. But Mick said, I'm getting out of the pool now. I need to go and do our tax. And Ethan said, no, stay in the pool. Why can't mum do tax? <laughs> and then like Mick looked at me and we both laughed. And I said, and he said, because mum's not detail orientated. <laughs> and then I said, and also dad would get scared that I would do it all wrong. And and dad nodded and said, yes, that's because she's not detail orientated. <laughs> so yeah, I'm well known for not being a detail person. And so having that big picture at the end that I can hold on to really suits me. And some of my clients, we will go to the point of creating a vision board, which I know, you know, didn't Oprah make that famous like 15 years ago or something? Yeah, it kind of makes makes me roll my eyes a little bit, but at the same time I can see the value in it. So it's got this sort of bad reputation for being a bit... the word woo-woo. I want to use, the word, yeah, a bit woo-woo. Um, and there's a word I want to use, but it's a swear word, so I'm not going to say no. it we're G-rated. But, but I can't, I think you know what I mean. But, yeah, but at the same time I can, I definitely see the value in it, in those things well, too. Yeah. Because for some people thinking 10 years, you know, what, what do I want my life to look like? For me, because I'm a word person, I could write that down and capture the detail in language, you know, how I want to be feeling, what I want my life to look like. I can some people just don't don't can't picture their life in word when they mm. see it in words. They need to see it. So they need to see someone in a magazine that is walking along the beach, you know, long hair flowing, really relaxed, sandals in mm. hand, you know, kids playing in front of them and go that 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 picture encapsulates what I can't articulate. That person is free, yeah. they're relaxed, they're connected with their kids, they're connected with nature, you know. And so so for some people, if we can't articulate it and get it clear in words, I'll say, right, for the next month, look through magazines, look through books, look on Pinterest, look wherever, and try and find the pictures that indicate what you want your life to look like and feel like. Mm. And then we can turn it into words or then we can turn it into actions. And then because the other thing for some people, having a vision board somewhere where they can see it is the same as reading those goals. They look at it and go, that's it. That reminds me what I'm heading for. That reminds me what I'm after. And a lot of the time the things that we want aren't things Mm. and they are feelings and feelings are difficult to articulate. Like you said, that, you know, that feeling of, of freedom or of 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 choice or of uh, fulfillment you know that's it's hard to articulate those things but you can see it in a picture a lot of the mm-hmm. time so when you've you've got an idea in your head whether you've gone 10 years back to one or whether you're happy to just look at what you want to achieve this year one of my first and i think almost the most important tip about goal setting is don't set too many it's really easy to say these yeah. are the 17 things that I want to achieve <laughs> yeah. this year. But the reality yeah. is achieving one goal is can be hard enough. So the more you set, the easier it is to kind of lose touch, lose interest, and, you know, you'll get to June and go, I haven't even achieved one, as if I'm going to achieve 17 and write them all off. So the first thing I would say is just don't set too many. You're much more likely to achieve them if you just set yeah one or a couple yeah that's excellent advice I'm because I'm one of those people who uh, gets a bit excited and gets 
yeah, a bit too enthusiastic with the amount of things that I want to achieve because I'm, you know, an ideas person. Mm -hmm. And so I can come up with loads of things I want to do. And then, you know, getting them done is another thing. Mick calls me gunner. (laughs) (laughs) Have all these ideas, talk a lot about what it is that I'm gonna do. Uh, I did say to him that in my defense, I'm more of a starter than a gunner um, Mm -hmm. because I actually do get started. Uh, It's my finishing that I (laughs) don't Mm -hmm. really do that well at. Um, the other thing you can do is if you end up, you know, if you can't whittle it down to one goal, if you end up with three or four that you're really keen to achieve, give them a ranking, make one your priority. It's it's almost a bit like a to-do list. What What is your main thing? If You know, because if you get faced with, right, today I can either, you know, take steps to achieve this goal or this goal, but I don't have space in my day to try and achieve both. So it might be, you know, training for a marathon and, I don't know, learning how to paint watercolours. Which one is most important? If you've got a spare hour in your day, you can't do, you can't run and paint watercolours, or you could, but you probably wouldn't get much better at either of them if you only do (laughs) half an hour each. So work out which one is your priority. If you only achieved one of these things this year, which one would you want it to be if it's running a marathon, then when you are faced with the decision of which which thing shall I put my time into, I've got some spare time, I've got some spare energy, where am I putting it? This is my first goal. This is my priority. If I only achieve this this year, I will be very happy. So you, you kind of mm. make that decision when you're writing the goal. So highlight it or some people will do like traffic lights or, you know, even just one, mm. two, three, four, whatever it is so that you know what your priority is so that, when you're faced with that decision, it's already made, you made it at the time of goal setting, that that would be your key thing, the essential thing to achieve in 2020. Another tip to helping you ensure that your goals are more likely to be achieved is to write them down because stats say that you're 42% more likely to achieve a goal if you write it down. So I think that would be a good place to start. Even if you're not going to be doing anything too intricate, just writing them down will help you a great deal. Yeah, and try and get your eyes on them as much as you can. So quite often... I will write, and this is, I probably do this more monthly rather than with my yearly goals, but because my monthly goals feed into my yearly goals, I write them on a bookmark or like I write it on a post-it note. I stick the post-it note to my bookmark because every night without fail, even if I've been out in the town till 3am, which, you know, doesn't really happen anymore, but if I was and came home after a few gins, I would still read. So I don't always, you know, recall what I've read and I sometimes have to go back the night before, but, you know, the night after and read what I read the night before to catch up. But every night without fail I will open my book. And so Mm. it means that every night I'm laying my eyes on what I want to achieve and it just reinforces it that when I get up in the morning I'm like I know what direction I'm headed in because I keep seeing these things that are in my face all the time you know, yeah. that you want to achieve this, that you need to exercise or that you want to drink more water, whatever it is, if I keep reminding myself of that daily, I'm not going to forget. Yeah. I'm not going to lose interest. That's one of the things I tend to do is forget. So I really like that idea because doing that, like maybe sticking a post on the coffee machine or on your toothbrush or yeah. any time, anything that like you that you go to every day without fail would be, you know, really useful. On the back of the toilet door. <laughs> Yeah, or inside, if you've got, like we have a bathroom cabinet that opens 
And so when I we take our toothbrushes out and the bath, like the mirrored yeah. cabinet is always open while we're brushing our teeth. And that's like three minutes morning and night that you stand there kind of mm. not doing nothing because you're brushing your teeth, but your mind's pretty vacant. So, yeah. you know, quite often if there's something important to remember or something that I really need to put some energy into thinking over, I'll stick it on the inside of that cabinet because I know at least six minutes a day I'll devote my mind to yeah. thinking about that. It's that you've got to put it because these days we are so bombarded with information at every turn and TVs and social media yeah. and all of that that if we don't put these things in front of our faces, they will just they'll slip out of our heads. So you've got to kind of yeah. set yourself up right. Yeah, because they're, they're, we spend a large proportion of our day putting out fires and doing the mundane repetitive things that have to be done, like making sure we feed our family and everyone's got clean clothes and, you know, all that kind of stuff and we're earning money and and these other that usually the goals that we set aren't to do with that stuff. I mean, sometimes they are. So if you have a goal to declutter and simplify, you might have goals that are a little bit around the housework and things like that. But a lot of the time they're not. And it's very easy to forget those goals because all of the daily repetitive stuff takes over. And um, if we don't have those reminders, we we are going to forget. Hmm. And that's the thing. If you can find a space in your day where you have the bandwidth to think about it or to, you know, refocus your attention, maybe if you have a long commute, maybe you stick a post-it note on your dashboard for the month, um, yeah. you know, drink drink two litres of water today, you know, whatever whatever it is, stick it there so that you see it when you have available brain space or bandwidth to take it on and think about how yeah. you're going to make that happen today. So. Um, the other thing people talk about, and I'm sure everyone's really familiar with this, it's like hammered into you at school and uni and most workplaces about SMART goal setting, which is the acronym for Specific, Measurable, Attainable, Realistic and Timely. So it's quite easy to set a goal like lose weight, but how... <laughs> How do you know if you've achieved it? If you haven't had breakfast yet and stand on the scales, chances are you'll be lighter than yesterday. So does that mean you've achieved your goal? You know, and so you have to get, you know, really specific with some of the details. You know, write out what, how much weight you want to lose, by when, and, you know, we'll talk about how, how you might do it a bit later, but your goal might be to start your own website design business and be making a profit this year. So that's that's fine. It sounds relatively detailed, but mm. need to drill down. What does profit mean? Do you want to make $1 profit? Do you want to cover your costs and pay yourself a dollar? Do you want to make $10,000 profit? Like you need to figure out what success is for achieving that goal and know when you've attained it because otherwise how do you celebrate at the end of it if you don't mm. know if you've ever got there? And how do you not lose momentum if you don't know whether you're getting there or not? Mm, exactly right. There is also an A on the end of SMART for some people, like there are different uses of the acronym, but you can also add an A on the end, which is um, usually used for accountability. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that can really help your goal achievement success is to tell somebody else about it. 
and be accountable to another person. So that's another thing that you can do with with your goals. So with your example of the the website design business, you could have a partner in the business or you could be accountable to your friend, you could be accountable to a parent or a partner or something like that so that they know that you have this goal of starting it and be making a profit by November 2020 and you're much more likely to achieve it if you are accountable to somebody who will who you will either be embarrassed if they know you haven't achieved the goal or who will help, you know, prod you along the way. Mm. Yeah, definitely. One thing that I think is critical and which we quite often overlook when we're setting goals is figuring out the why, working out exactly why you want to achieve it. You're much more likely to connect with your goal and be invested if you understand why you want to achieve it. So you write it all down in detail. Address why. So if you want to start your own website design business, Why do you want to do it? Your answer might look something like you want to work on something you're really passionate about. You want to create financial freedom for yourself. You want to have more flexibility to be with your family or with your kids. Um, And so you want to work your own hours. You want a better work-life balance. You've got a whole set of unique skills that you want to start using. You Maybe you want to create a legacy that you can pass down to your kids, you know, a business that you've built up or maybe you just want to help and inspire other people to make their businesses a success by designing their websites. Whatever your why is, if you can articulate it underneath your goal when you sit and write it down, you're much more likely to be engaged with it. You're much more likely to remember when times get hard because times will get Mm. hard. There will be times when you think, I can't get there. I'm never going to achieve this you remember why you are struggling why you are pushing to get there you are so much more likely to follow through um, because it feels like there's more riding on it you know and I think that would also help ditch some of the goals that we that we we think we should achieve Mm -hmm. and you know so when you when you write your goals down if you start to look at your why you might find that there are some goals in there that you don't have a why for yourself and that your why is about other people Mm. and you might not know that until you actually ask yourself that question and if you're the reason why you're doing something is for other people uh I mean there's there's definitely I'm not saying that you shouldn't do things for other people, but I'm just saying if you have a goal that it's going to take you a lot of work, you know, blood, sweat and tears, and you're doing it for something that somebody else wants and you don't want, then that really needs to be crossed off your list um, before it's even started. And if they're goals that someone else has suggested for you, hey, I think you should uh, lose some weight. New year, new you. Uh, you <laughs> drop 20 pounds. If it's you know, I can't imagine anyone would say that. But if they did, well, you would hope like, not. <laughs> you'd be like, well, no, I'm just fine the way I am. And if you, you know, especially, I guess I use that example because losing weight is hard enough to do when you're motivated yourself, let yeah. alone when you're trying to do it to please someone else. So, yeah, try and try and figure out why and have the buy-in. Um, the yeah. other thing, that, and the f- complete flip side of that, is ask yourself what would not achieving this goal mean? So what would how, what would the impact be on your life if you didn't get there? So, you know, we go back to the starting your own business 
scenario, if that's your your goal um, and making a profit this year, if what what will your life look like if you don't get there? Then you'll still be working in a job that you don't enjoy. You might have no opportunity to increase your income. You don't have the family flexibility. So writing out the list of why do I want to achieve this, but also what's the downside of me not achieving it? Because some people are really motivated by the carrot dangling in front of them, but other people are motivated by the fire that comes behind them as well, you know, Mm. and sometimes you don't know which way you are. I think I'm equally motivated by pleasure and pain effectively, like consequences are a good reason for me to do something, (laughs) sometimes more effective than just achieving a nice outcome at the end. So, so make sure you articulate that as well. What, what's the downside of me not getting there? Um, and again, that way, when you find that you're, you know, struggling with it or you're not getting where you want to go, look, look at the downsides. Conversely, you can also use that technique. And here's me going back to good old the Rebecca personality again. <laughs> but it can also give you a bit of an out so because sometimes for people that put a lot of pressure on themselves that set a lot of goals for themselves and have very high expectations on themselves it is important that those people give themselves permission to ditch a goal and if you find that you are the type of person who is overly ambitious and then you work yourself into the ground and give yourself a whole lot of stress and anxiety in order to achieve a goal, asking yourself the question of what would the impact be on my life if I don't achieve this goal could actually help you let go of that goal mm-hmm. because you could look at it and go, do you know what, I'm I'm killing myself trying to do this and actually if it doesn't happen the impact is only going to be quite small and it just means that you know i i have to maybe instead of paying off my mortgage in um 3 years it's 5 years and do i really want to be working these really long hours be cranky with my family for that extra you know 2 years or and if i'm not willing to to have all of that you know is it going to kill me if you know it's another two years on the on the mortgage so it's that kind of thing you know some people might sort of then say okay it's not worth divorce to have my mortgage paid off two years earlier Mm -hmm. so I'm just going to chill out on that and I'm going to drop that goal so being realistic about the impact of that is is quite helpful because sometimes the impact of dropping a goal is not nearly as bad as what you think it's going to be oh yeah and especially when you have lots of them and if you've, yeah. you've written your list and you can't figure out a way to whittle it down, writing out the uh, why do I want this and what's the impact if I don't achieve this, you know, that, mm. could, that could cull a whole lot off your list or at least give, help you figure out which ones are the priorities or the yeah. priorities. Or defer, yeah, like mm. which ones you can defer to next year or the year after or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. So are you planning to set any goals for 2020, Beth? Uh, no, I, well, <laughs> naturally, my natural instinct is to say no, but then I get really excited about goals at the same time. So when you talk about all these goal setting and when you talk about the post-it note and the vision board, I get unnaturally excited. <laughs> and so I kind of want to set goals, but my personality does not work that well with goals. That said, I do remember 
finding a list of goals that I had written out about five years after I had written them. And I read over them and it was, I think I'd written them a couple of years before I started the business. So I had like a toddler and I was pregnant or something like that. And I had quite a few goals that were listed. And when I read back on them, I realized I had achieved all of them except the weight one, (laughs) of course. (laughs) So it was like I had this thing of, you know, stay at a certain weight. And of course I haven't um, because, you know, it's normal not to, um, mm. especially after having two kids. So, yeah, I achieved all of them and, and they were around, you know, starting the business and stuff like that. So looking back on those, I, I found that, you know, I was quite satisfied to see that, you know, writing out those goals, I don't know whether writing them out had had the effect, but I think they they really did help a great deal. So I do get excited, but at the same time, I kind of rebel against goals as well. So I have like this love-hate relationship with goals because there are alternatives to goals and maybe you know those suit me a little bit better and and I'm yeah I think I'm torn a little bit yeah I can I can appreciate that and you know what goals aren't for everyone and you know some people get like me get lit up by them but that's Mm. that's my personality as well and that's my need Mm. to have things written down and articulated, that kind of thing. I quite often fall into the trap of setting, you know, of making all my goals um, work or business goals, which can (laughs) be a bit exhausting because, you know, sometimes I think I really should and, you know, should's a very disempowering word. I think it's important Mm -hmm. to write goals about my personal life as well, you know, spending more time with the kids or, you know, taking more care of myself, you know, maybe um, being able to achieve that yoga pose that I've been trying to do for two years and haven't quite mastered yet. You know, like maybe I need Mm. to kind of balance my goals because sometimes it can get, it can feel a bit overwhelming because I'll be like, I've got some serious work to do. And it would be nice to have some goals around play as well yeah Um, yeah that's a really good point mm, we don't we don't make goals around play nearly enough do we mm, no yeah that's a good point and so I think uh this year I've I've got a um new goals journal and there's a lot of I like it so I've I've gone different this year with my diary last year I had a diary that had goal setting and gratitude and everything all in one page or one double page for That's each week. Right, yeah. And by about halfway through the year, the whole weekly goal setting just kind of dropped off. Um, yeah. And so this year I've got a whole journal devoted to goal setting and, mm. you know, you break it down into quarters and you go through things and ask yourself all the tough questions and what it means. I'm going to try that and dig deep and I'll certainly share some bits of that in our community with people and let them know. <laughs> what it looks like and if there's some tips in there that people could use. Um, And then I've just gone to a diary, which is just a daily diary for appointments and stuff like that. So I've kind of split the two because sometimes I found it a bit overwhelming every week looking at my goals and going, oh, so much to do. So much to do. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm hoping this year to kind of balance that a bit more, have a few more goals around play and life 
uh, outside of work as well as, you know, a few work goals. There might um, also be a move on the cards for my family, which we we don't know about yet mm. and, you know, when we know we'll update people. But um, if we were moving again, there would certainly end up being some goals around that and getting ourselves in the right headspace and organised for that as well. So not sure what 2020 holds yet. I think I might give myself kind of till mid-end January to nail down a few things. It's worth thinking about, like, it's worth mulling over and not rushing into it, you know, just because it's the 1st of January doesn't mean you have to have all of your goals settled by the end of the day. You know, it's just not Mm -hmm. necessary. Um, You know, think about it, mull it over, you know, do it properly. So we are going to talk a little bit more about goals in our next episode so you know this episode's about sort of just setting the the scene on goals um having a little bit of a chat about what they are and and you know the methods used for it uh so next week we're going to have a bit more of a chat about uh goals yeah so you mentioned about alternative to goals um you know for people that are inwardly groaning about uh goal setting (laughs) so Next week, we're going to have a look at some of the extra ways. If you are pro goal setting, we're going to look at some extra tips and tricks you can do to make sure that you find success with those and go deeper into things like accountability, that kind of thing. And then we're also going to have a bit of a chat about the alternatives. So if you're more on Beck's team with not, you know, setting concrete goals, we're going to have a bit of a chat about what some other ways could be that you might go about it to still achieve things you want to achieve without having a big goal list. So come back next week and join us for that. Thanks for joining us. We'd love it if you'd leave a review or tell all your friends about us so that they too can be uncluttered. If you'd like to connect with us, you can find us at beuncluttered.com.au or on social media or on our own websites at clearspace.net.au and basklifecoaching.com.